Hello and welcome to episode 3 of And Why Not, the filmy podcast from the nerds who haunted themselves. I'm Stuart Moraine and on this episode I was joined by Rachel Lee Carter uh, to talk about the Bill Forsyth classic, Gregory's Go. Um, it's a film I love and it's a film Rachel definitely loves and um, yeah, I think that comes across in the interview. It's a short chat and we go off on a couple of tangents including Lofty's from EastEnders slash Curly from Coronation Street. There was some confusion. And um, Morrissey. Um, but yeah, the bulk of it is talking about Gregor's Girl and what the impact it had and what it means to Rachel. And uh, I really enjoyed recording it and talking to Rachel about it. And uh, I hope you enjoy listening to it. Uh, and I shall pass you over to Pastor and Past Rachel for a talk about Gregor's Girl. Cheers. <laughs> saw it i think um i it came out in 81 but i saw it in 82 i think i think that's when we first we got a um a video player and uh one of the old um top loaders and uh we used to go to um i, I was quite young but family used to go to all the video shops back then and we used to watch everything that was going and um, that's how we saw Gregory's Girl was uh, we borrowed it from the video shop and um, and I just loved it straight away so I was about 11 or so and um, I was crazy about it and I just kept making my mum and dad hire it again and again so it got to this point that uh, the guy that ran the video shop said to my dad look you keep borrowing this film it's costing a lot of money um, shall I just run you a copy off and you pay me for a tape which obviously is highly illegal but you know yeah. at the time it was uh, different times yeah different times <laughs> but also it was um I think it was really expensive to buy films back then yeah they used like, to be like 50 to 100 pound didn't they yeah so um I think my dad had to pay about two quid or something like that um this is in the early 80s um to get a copy just because I kept borrowing it so much and uh, so I had my own copy and I used to just watch it and watch it over and over again. And um, since then, I've made up for all of this by buying um, the video, the DVD, the Blu-ray, the um, script book and also a novelization. So um, I think Bill Forsyth's got his money back from yeah. <laughs> also all the hiring over the years, of course, as well. But yeah, he yeah, probably that, bought that's... his house. <laughs> Well, I mean, I was I was looking it up because we're doing this interview. I was looking it up, and I I can't believe that um you know back then and how much money it took at the box office and everything. It was like um uh about twenty six million pounds it yeah. took at the box office for something with a budget of two hundred thousand pounds, and uh, that that's quite incredible for a small British film. And, yeah, because uh, it wasn't it was quite early in his career, wasn't it? Because he'd done that sinking feeling and comfort and joy. Comfort and Joy was after, but oh, it was yeah, after, that was sinking it? feeling, yeah, that sinking feeling, which I saw subsequently because 
I loved Gregory's Girl so much, but it was a few years down the line. I saw it. Yeah. I think it was on Channel Four or something in the in the in the late eighties, and um, I remember videoing it. And uh, and it's it's since become available through the BFI, and I I, I got that. So, um, but I really enjoyed uh, that sinking feeling as well. Not quite as much as Gregory's Girl, but I enjoy it a lot. And it's got a lot of the the actors who were in Gregory's Girl also in that sinking feeling. So uh, it kind of feels like it came before Gregory's Girl, but it, it feels like it's part of a series or something, even though yeah. they're the same characters. Um, so, yeah, I really love that one as well. Yeah. Yeah, because I sort of i'd seen it but it had not really registered with me and then i remember an interview with barry norman they asked him like his favorite films and one of them was gregory's girl yeah i was like i've got to revisit that so i bought it on video and then like you have bought subsequently bought the dvd and the blu-ray yeah Um, i didn't know there was a novelization i might have to dig that out oh yeah but it's kind of i haven't read it yet because i actually only found it a couple of months ago um but and if i'd known about it at the time i i would have loved it because I was I was so crazy about Gregory's Girl, um, but yeah, it's um, it's that kind of um, teen sort of novel, you know, um, young young adults as they called it. Yeah. So, uh, 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 and it's not written by Bill Forsyth. It's it's written by um, somebody who just adapted it from the film. Obviously, it's very um, similar, and it's got a picture from the the film on the cover. But um, I, I must read it. Um, just to see what it's like but I, I imagine I'm probably going to cringe a little bit because I don't know it, the, the film's got a lot of charm to it I'm not sure how it's going to fit on on the page like that but, yeah that's uh, it a we'll lot see. of the charms in the visuals isn't it it's, yeah yeah I suppose yeah. it's back in the day when they did novelizations because you didn't have home video so the only way you could relive the that. movie was they could have done a photo book they should have done a photo book because I remember I I um when I, when I was young, I've always kind of got into things and been a massive fan of stuff. And um, and so when I was about seven or something like that, Greece came out and there was a, a photo novel of Greece and my friend at school had it and I made my mum buy it for me, even <laughs> though we were really poor. So she had to buy it for me and I loved it because I could, I'd only seen it at the cinema once and then I could look at the images and all the, the, the writing and everything because it had... Uh, text from the film in it and everything and they should have done that for Gregory's Girl yeah yeah six, they used to do that sometimes didn't they you'd have the junior novelization that was stuff full of pictures and then you'd have the yeah. older teen grown-up one that was done like yeah. a proper novel but they should do better. like a, a flicker book of the um of the uh dancing in the park or something yeah. that'd be great wouldn't it oh so many ideas <laughs> But there's still an audience for it out there, and uh, and it just shows because um, when they had their they had some kind of big anniversary a couple of years ago or so, didn't they? And uh, um, they or maybe it was just as a result of the the Blu-ray coming out or something. But yeah, they had a big celebration about it and everything. And uh, I think it might have been. I know Mark Commode's a big yeah. champion of billful size films anyway but yeah. particularly Greg was going a local hero and yeah because i know usually if there's a commentary on it, it's usually billful size and mark commode oh mark commode was on the blu-ray wasn't he Did he, he is yeah he interviewed uh, i think he interviewed people from the film um i think i think i'm right in saying that i'm terrible um yeah. i remember him on the commentary i'm not sure about it. he's probably done something for telly about it yeah well, like i said i know was... when he 
does his film festival. He seems to have Bill Forsyth there quite a bit, showing different I've, classic I've, films. For years, I've been meaning to write to Bill Forsyth, and I think I should do a little scene about Gregory's Girl because uh, I I found out a few years back that he, he we have the same birthday, and to me, I just thought oh, it maybe it explains why I like his film so much. We've got the same sense of humour, born on the on the on the same day, not in the same year, of course, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of saw another yet another link with him, and it was like I I've, I've loved all of his films that I've seen, but Gregory's Girl is really the one for me. But um, have you seen Gregory's Girl too? I have. I was going to Gregory's Two Girls, I should say. Yeah. yeah. I was going to yeah. bring that up. I've only seen it the once, but same. Same here. I, I did enjoy it, but it's you know it's it's not the same, is it? But I do remember sticking up for it at the time and saying like no no it's it's fine but it's just obviously in comparison because i i've seen gregory's girl so many times that after i got past 200 i stopped counting so i i don't know how many times i've seen it maybe more than three four hundred times i don't know and um but gregory's two girls i've seen once and i really really should see it but um I do remember enjoying it, but it's just the thought that Gregory would end up being an English teacher at his school. Yeah. Uh, I, although it's Bill Forsyth's story and he wrote it and he directed it again, um, so he should know. But at the same time, when I think about it, I just kind of think, would Gregory really be an English teacher? <laughs> I don't know. I think for me, my biggest problem with it was that obviously the realist in you when you watch that film knows that they're not going to stay together for the rest of their lives kind of thing. Yeah. But having that confirmed in a sequel yeah. sort of took a little bit of the magic away. And I'm not one of these, you know, the sequel ruined the first one for me kind of thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just sort of took that sheen off a little bit of the yeah. romanticism of the original and the optimism of it. Yes. Yeah. Um... But, but I thought it was all right. I don't think it deserved the hate it got. I think if it hadn't been... Gregory's Two Girls. Yes. It would have been a perfectly fine film. Yeah. I think it's just because it's got the weight of such a classic film on top of it. Yeah, the, the fact that, that uh, there's so much warmth for Gregory's Girl, um, it would have to be something really special for it to have been accepted as, as being a good follow-up, wouldn't it? So that's it. I think he's just they were probably never onto a winner really with that anyway. But um, no, and he's but... one of those characters that has charm as a teen, but as an adult, it's a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know what you mean, but I've been thinking about it, and like since you said, "Shall we do this interview?" Because I've wanted to do a little um, zine or what have you about Gregory's Girl and it being my favourite film ever and all of that, and. Um, what I thought about it was that um, when I was 11 or so, and I've I've always um, not, I didn't have boyfriends at that age. I was really, <laughs> you know, I was really underdeveloped and immature and everything anyway. But I, it was a lot later when I had boyfriends. But um, I've always liked much taller men. I'm small. I've always liked much taller men. And I've always liked older men as well. I don't mean really old men, but older <laughs> men. So it's probably that, that, as an 11 year old i was like oh you know this school school boy who's um really kind of geeky but he's tall and skinny and uh, funny and everything um that that's that's what i liked but um when i was thinking about it for the zine i thought all of the things that i liked about him when you think about it i because i thought 
oh, he's lovely and he's funny and everything. When you look back at it, he's really quite spiteful. And yeah. Mean. And um, the way he gets um, um, Andy. Is it Andy? Is friend Andy who's in the uh, who plays in the goal? Um, that is Andy, isn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, I think so. Um, well, You've got me doubting it now. Yeah, I I'm sure it is. It. It is. It's Andy. I'm, I'm only saying this because there's so many of them. But Andy, who manages to get kicked out of the the football team by telling Mr. Menzies that Andy's um, doing a lot of growing and it's going to slow them all down and everything. And uh, uh, you know, he, he, so he gets his friend kicked out instead of himself, and then fibs to his friend about you know he'll get him put back in the team. He'll have a word with Mr. Menzies, and he's not got any intention of doing that. And uh, and then you know how he's really mean to his little sister's uh, boyfriend Richard. Yeah. And, um, and and that and the kid in the the toilets who he he nicks his comb off him and and like slap slaps him or what have you because he wants to borrow his comb and he won't let him. And you, you think oh and Steve the money out of the, the the bars when his parents are out the house and that as well when you think about it he's actually really quite mean but <laughs> to me at the time i saw it i just thought oh he's great <laughs> and and such he's such a liar as well but i don't know i still really like him but... <laughs> yeah he's the kind of character that if it was an american film he'd be the best mate <laughs> yeah and this one great characters in it it was it was him that i kind of fixated on i obviously he's the main character but um but there's so many great characters in it and so much in the background that's of interest and i think that's what it is with gregory's girl is that all the little things like um people mention the penguin who's just walking up and down the corridor at random but um there's also the the little scenes at night time when gregory's in the park with um claire grogan or whenever he's on his date with um you know, Margot or um, Carol or whoever it is that he ends up um, meeting up with as he's getting passed around from girl to girl. Um, there's all the little things that are going off, like Mr. Menzies is in his greenhouse talking to his plants and the kids are around playing on their bikes and stuff like that. And it's just sort of, it's it's a different time back then as well, because like nowadays you kids aren't allowed to play out on their no. bikes late at night and things like that and uh, <laughs> That's um, it. you know and and the whole thing of them going out to see the um uh the nurses getting undressed at, yeah. at the nursing home and um them taking alan along with his camera and uh to take photos and uh, them selling them at the school and stuff you know it's just just all these these little things and chick murray playing his um his song and telling the little boys to go away and it, it, there's just so many little things that are of no real importance to the narrative but it just all adds to it and it just makes it really charming yeah it's the little things in it are very much did you ever watch teachers the andrew lincoln series on channel yeah, four yeah there's very much a gregory's girl thing running through that with the stuff in the school and it's the background stuff yeah like just a random lion walking through the school or whatever yeah but no, no reason. It doesn't matter. But you know, it, it just, it's just there, and that's it. But um, yeah, it just adds to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, you don't need to ask why, really. And uh, it's more fun just sort of trying to work it out for yourself, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but all the characters and um, the, you know the 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 boys who were they're totally geeky, all of them, 
um so you know gregory's friend steve who's always baking and stuff and um, <laughs> he's got the jacket that everybody wants to borrow when they're going out on a date and things and uh, charlie who never speaks until the end and uh, charlie years later i used to think um he's like this um it's like all that C86 sort of music and everything, the jangly pop. And there was a band called the Bodines. And I used to think that um, they reminded me of Charlie because they wore denim jackets and had like bowl haircuts. And uh, I used to think, I wonder if they based themselves on Charlie from Gregory's Girl, but I'm sure they didn't. But in my mind, they did. Yeah. Uh, at least. And um, Andy, who just talks in facts and statistics and numbers all the time and, um, numbers make the world go round, don't they? They're, they're always talking about numbers, and Alan's always talking about um, uh, the exposure and everything, and how many elephants there are, and that. The very kind of geeky thing going on in the film. Um, so it's, it's that very kid fact sharing thing as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's spot on. Even sort of. I went to senior school about ten years after the film so but the similarities and relatability of it even then of just those archetypes within my school were still there i wasn't yeah. particularly sporty but i was the tall gangly awkward one <laughs> yeah and and how did the, there's that guy um oh god what was his name you know the what the window cleaner guy billy yeah um, who turns up and uh he's a he's a couple of years older than them because he's left and he's left school and he's um he's doing window cleaning and um it's that whole thing of um they want to know what it's like and um and and billy's like um oh i can see that every day tits bum fanny the lot and uh <laughs> you know how and he probably hasn't really you know but well he might have seen some naked ladies but he's probably not slept with anyone either but it's just that whole bragging thing that that boys do about what they've seen and what they know and what they've done and stuff and uh and then there's andy and charlie who are desperately trying to get girlfriends and they've decided to look um for some girls from a couple of years below them because they, they can't find any in their own year so uh <laughs> They're just trying their best to, to meet some girls. Um, but it's what it was like in school, I guess. And, um, you know, for me, I saw Gregory's Girl, as I say, I was about 11 or so. And um, oddly, um, before that, I used to buy um, comics, but not the comics that we're talking about now, but, uh, you know, girls' comics. Yeah. And um, I stopped buying girls' comics at that point and started buying um, My Guy. <laughs> which was this like romantic and it was like photo stories and stuff because I thought I would find out how to get a boyfriend like in Gregory's Girl or what have you you know and no no it didn't make any difference whatsoever um just because I was always the the young the the small one the one who boys at school would say um oh you know will you ask your friend out for me and stuff like that you know I was always their friend not yeah ever girlfriend material or anything like that and uh but yeah I started buying my guy as if there was some kind of romantic thing attached to it and uh so I suppose it's that thing of thinking about when you're going to get a boyfriend or what have you um and but no I I just sit at home watching Gregory's Girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah that's how I spent my youth um (laughs) that's it the myth of getting a girlfriend you're just yeah, watching but... all these films and 
yeah, it's like, yeah, this is how. <laughs> Yeah. And it it kind of seemed a bit more relatable with Gregory's way because it was that when he does ask her out, it's that horribly awkward. Yeah, yeah, horribly awkward, and it, it didn't work out the way you planned or anything. But of course, it, you know, it works out for the best because when you look back at it, I mean, I, I guess I was guilty of doing the same thing as him because at the time that I first saw it, I said to my mum, "I wanted to have my hair like Dorothy," which is probably like a non-hairdo really it's just that she has curly hair yeah. but I had really straight hair and and I wanted to have hair like that and I couldn't have hair like that I should really have said that I wanted to have hair like Susan the yes. Claire Grogan character because years later but not not because of my love of um, Susan although she's gorgeous but because um, I really liked the actress Louise Brooks and she had a, a dark bobbed hairdo and I used to have my hair like that because of her and because I loved Gregory's Girl so much some people would say to me oh is it because of Claire Grogan but it wasn't actually it was because of Louise Brooks but it it could have seemed like that because I was so crazy about Gregory's Girl and I did used to wear a beret and things and uh, but but yeah I I don't know it did kind of affect me like that in that I at the time I watched it, I was thinking, yeah, Dorothy's great. But afterwards you go, no, no, it's Susan. So a bit like Gregory, that he, d- he doesn't notice her, but she's noticed him. And then and then it's like, yeah, Susan. Susan was always the one, you know? And, yeah, and, I, I must yeah, admit, I always preferred Susan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> even for the thing, but that was, I think she was more my type than... Yeah, yeah, with her strudel soup. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> But it's, a, it's kind of, I mean, it's of its time, but it's kind of sexist as well, isn't it? And uh, It is, yeah. The whole sexism of the football thing, with um, which, you know, it still exists today, really. But um, they've made some moves into having female football teams and things. But um, but at the time, you know, she wants to be in the football team. And she's saying to Mr. Menzies, you can't do that because it doesn't say so in the notice, you know, because he's saying, no, it's football for boys. You know, yeah. you go and play hockey or whatever. <laughs> but um, but yeah, she she won't take no for an answer. She just goes anyway, and of course she's better than all the boys there anyway. But um, but yeah, also you know when Claire Grogan goes up to speak to Steve because he's with Gregory and and uh, she's saying you know how do I make the strudel soup, and he smacks her on the backside and leaves a a flowery hand mark on her, and uh, you know these days that. <laughs> That yeah. would not go down well, but she didn't bat an eyelid, you know. Um, yeah, and and he said, oh, you know, there's boys crying themselves to sleep over her. But, of course, Gregory doesn't notice her at the time because he's thinking about um, about Dorothy, as uh, Steve puts it, the hair, the teeth and the smell. Because <laughs> uh, Gregory's like, oh, she's got lovely white teeth, white, white teeth. And you can tell how many times I've seen it because I know all the dialogue, you know. Um, yeah. It's it is quite sexist, and then there's the teachers. Do you remember the teachers in the um, in their um, in their staff room, and uh, they're laughing at Gregory as he's running across yeah. the football pitch, but they're also talking about some schoolgirls that they've been dating, and that's quite sinister now, you know. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't fly now. Especially because they've got the, um, the the cakes with the with the cherries on the top, and they're holding them up as if they're breasts or something i don't know but yeah but it still 
nonetheless, you know, even watching it now, it's not something that I cringe at at all. It's aged really well. So despite it's, the fact it's that... It's weirdly non-malicious, are... even though... Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you're walking a fine line even saying that, but... Yeah. Yeah, but as 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 a woman, I I don't take offense. I mean, maybe some people would, but I I don't take offense at it. It's uh, it's it's of its time, and uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, they they probably wouldn't be in it if they made it today. But um, yeah, yeah, it probably wouldn't get made today. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. But that like is that. also what it was like at school. Yes. yes Even absolutely. like say, I was at senior school in the early nineties, so. But even then, it was like that, if not possibly slightly worse, because <laughs> we'd all been raised on 80s films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got all your hints and tips from them. <laughs> That's it. So we weren't the most uh, what, what's feminist your age. <laughs> no, definitely not. But um, what was your favourite bit in the film? Uh, I love the stuff with his sister. I think my yeah. all-time favourite is the date, the whole lying on the floor dancing. Yeah. I mean, that... Like as like even like a, I think it was about fifteen when I first saw it. it might have been fourteen. It was towards yeah. the end of being at school, but that was just like the ideal idea of a date. I always wanted to sort of try that on a date, but never had the nerve in case she was like, "You just stole that from Gregory's girl." Yeah, it was one of those films. That I was like, "This might be obscure enough that I could get away with it," but if I get rumbled on it, but it, it was also quite innocent. And they were talking about what what would you have to drink if we were going out on a date and that. But but although they're sort of out on a date, it's a kind of a date. Um, That's it. It's they a don't, very they don't, dating on date. Isn't they, don't, it? they don't go out for for a drink, you know. They they're just in the park and um, swapping clothes and uh, um, and it's a nice summer evening, isn't it? And as Gregory's doing the rounds with all these different girls, you know, Dorothy doesn't turn up at the clock in the plaza, but Carol does, and then Carol passes him on to Margot, and then they, you know they go for chips at Capaldi's. Um, chip shop and then he meets Margot and and then he meets um, Susan but every time he meets a different girl Charlie and Andy see him and they're just like there's something in the air tonight so he, he, they keep seeing Gregory with all these girls and they're just like yeah yeah it's gonna happen but because it doesn't happen for them but they don't lose hope and at the end you know it's it's all so very nice, isn't it? Because it's it is quite innocent, and the dancing, just in the dusk light and everything, and her walking him home. You know, just always seems like the girls are more sensible than the boys. And yeah, she yeah, knows definitely. she has to get him to kiss her, and she has to get him to go out on a date with her. Because it's almost like they just don't know what they're doing. They, I know. they have to be but... told. You know. <laughs> For, for all the bravado, there's very little self-confidence. <laughs> yeah. I'm very much that kind of person that, you know, a girl could be sat naked on top of me and be like, I'm not sure she likes me or not. <laughs> so any yeah. clear signals. <laughs> yeah, and it's like when, when he meets Susan and and they're kind of sat there and she's like, think about it. We, you know, we could go on a kind of a date and he's like, I, I don't know what's going off. And she has to kind of explain to him, you know. Um, yeah, he just he just doesn't have a clue at all does he and that's why his sister, <laughs> his sister has to tell him you know take him out to get some clothes and things like that because his like, sister's he, such a great character she's great and her boyfriend richard though as well they're so much ma more mature than uh, than gregory and his friends um how richard turns up to see madeline and uh and he's like 
you know, who do you think you are, sort of thing. And he's like uh, introducing himself as Richard, his Maddie, and he's like, who are you calling Maddie? Leave my sister alone, you pervert. You know, <laughs> he's, um, he tells him to go off and smash some telephone boxes and whatnot, doesn't he? He's uh, like trying to chase him away. He's, uh, <laughs> but Richard's far more mature than than Gregory, even though he's probably about five years younger. And um, and Madeline certainly has her head screwed on far more than yeah. Gregory does as well. Yeah, he doesn't have a, a clue, does he? And the relationship with his parents, how they never see him. And you, you don't see his mum, but his dad, when he, he calls him Mike. Yeah. And he's like, Gregory, call me Pop or something, Dad, you know. And, uh, he, yeah, he, he just... It, it's just bizarre, isn't it? That he goes... When he's at home, he's... Um, there's never anybody there, you know, and he's late to school and he just can't look after himself, basically. It's that weird sort of teenage boy fantasy of your parents not being around, but... Yeah. <laughs> They're just yeah. a figure in the background somewhere kind of thing. Yeah, providing some food and some money. Um, but it's his sister that has to give him advice, yeah. So yeah. I remember being on a film studies course and talking to somebody and was like, their interpretation of it was that Gregory's girl was his sister. <laughs> well, and sort of he says think... you are, doesn't he? She yeah. She's going to be Gregory's girl and he says you are. And she just slaps him with the with the rose that she takes from him. And, uh, um, yeah, maybe maybe she is his girl. But was not the like sister that. in the sequel? <laughs> I, I can't remember whether the sister character was in the sequel or not. She is, yeah. She is, of course she is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. different actress, though. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, same, yeah, Maddie's in it, yeah. Say, it's been so long since I've seen it, I can barely remember much of it. I remember, like, you know, the basic plot, but the finer details. I need yeah. to watch it again, actually. I've got it on DVD somewhere. We, oh, the Gregory's Two Girls? Yeah. I, I should I should get it. I, I do need to see it. Maybe I might get into it and watch it a hundred times or something. I don't know, but um, but I I can't see it living up to to Gregory's girl and uh, and no, being I must admit, one I, film. Yeah. I did weirdly like the idea of a Gregory's three girl one day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'd like to see what happened to the other characters. You know. Yeah, yeah, but, I think that was the other sort of big disappointment with it was that you wanted sort of more of more of the, the boys. people. Yeah, like if they've stayed friends and um you know whether they still see each other or if they've still got that close friendship that they had when they were at school um or whether they've grown apart or not you know but um yeah it's a, it's a shame that um bill forsyth doesn't make more films but um yeah because was gregory's two girls his last one i'm not Did sure make one but, since but um I'm not sure, but I know that um, he was a bit disappointed because um, there, there's a film of his that I've not seen um, called Being Human. Have you seen that one? No, I've got it, and it's just I've never got around to watching it. Oh, I should see it because it's got John Turturro in it, and I really like him. But um, I I was reading up about it, and it was saying that um, it didn't get a full release because it had such bad reviews. But um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of that, but I'd see it anyway. I wouldn't let that put me off because because uh, I've enjoyed all of his films that I've seen. 
Yeah, I had. So I went through a phase. I bought a lot of them because I've got Breaking In, but I've never watched it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Gregory's Two Girls was his last film. Oh, what a shame. Um, so. Yeah, that's, that's such a shame. I hope it, he wasn't put off by, you know, criticism or yeah. anything. Because um, cause if he did Being Human and then did Gregory's Two Girls and that didn't get such, obviously, in comparison to Gregory's Girl, didn't get such good reviews, I hope it didn't put him off. And But yeah, I've been meaning to write to him for years just to say how much it's meant to me, you know. Because um, I'm, I'm sure he probably gets millions of letters from people saying that, but you just kind of want someone to know how much they've affected your life and you know, how much joy they've given you, you know. He always strikes me as the kind of person who would appreciate it as well. It wouldn't just be another one chucked in, yeah. <laughs> in the pile kind of thing. I should I should make my zine and then uh, send him a copy, shouldn't I? If, I? if I can find out how to contact him anyway. But, um, but like I say, yeah. keep. I can't remember what the Mark Commode Film Festival is. I know it's done on the Isle of Man, but he usually has Bill Forsyth there at some ah, okay. every other year. So maybe keep an eye on that and see if you can get yeah. across to him. Yeah. yeah, there must be some way to contact him, I'm sure. Um, I'll, I'll find a way. I'm resourceful. That's it. <laughs> These people are findable. Get IMDb Pro for a little bit and then find his agent. Yeah, yeah. Get it for um, a month and cancel it. I don't know what else to tell you about it, really. That um, how it, how it's affected me. I don't know. It's just one of those things. It just if it's ever on the telly, I despite the fact that I've always owned it since it came out officially, um, I. I just watch it. I have to. And even if it's partway through, I just have to watch it. I, it's something that I can't not watch because it's just so good. Um, that's it. It's That's it. I'm the same no matter where it is. It was always my sort of deal breaker movie. If Yeah. When I was going out with a girl, we sort of get to a point where it was kind of, we don't have to watch this obsessively, but if you don't like it even to watch it once. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> we, we may not be the right people for each other. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, I remember when, because um, I had to kind of, asked my Dave out when we first started dating but I didn't ask him out ask him out I did it in the kind of way that Claire Grogan did <laughs> it's not by like getting loads of people to go out with him or what have you but but um we, we were no I like this image that he went from girl to girl until yeah. it led to you like <laughs> on a treasure hunt <laughs> no but um but it was um, that we were friends first. And I remember it was on the telly and um, he knew that Gregory's Girl was one of my favourite films. And uh, we, we were texting each other and I said, uh, oh, you know, are you watching it? And I said, uh, you know, um, if we were on a kind of a date, what, what drink would you have? And what, you know, what would you get get to eat? And uh, and he said he'd, he'd have chips. And uh, and it was like, yeah. Um, and, and I just thought, yeah. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be able to to go out with each other. He'd go to the chip shop as well. So, um, but yeah, that's how I. That's how we sort of started going out because um, I was kind of hinting all the way throughout both of us watching Gregory's Girl at, in him in Bath and me in London at the time and um, texting, so you know, asking him questions about Gregory's Girl and stuff. And then then we started dating. <laughs> so. It works. <laughs> Have you ever taken him dancing in the park? No, but no, snogging in the park. But <laughs> there's a kind of like park rules, which is if you're in the park, you have to have a snog. But I don't think they snogged in the park, did they? They just danced and then yeah, snogged no, on it's... the doorstep when she walked him home. That's it. Which it's... I thought was funny that she had to walk him home. Yeah. But she's taking on the role of, of, of the boy, really. He lets her go home on her own. And, you know. 
I always love that. Because he's so clueless, you know. Um, and she's more grown up than him, anyway. <laughs> Girls were, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that night that he's like howling, and uh, and she she's reading in bed, and she can hear someone howling in the distance, and it's him, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I love that film so much. It's just all the little touches in it, and. and the fact that you know, if you if you've seen that sinking feeling as well, um, obviously I saw, saw that afterwards. But um, all all the the characters in it, but Andy, the the or the the guy that plays Andy and Gregory's girl, who got bigger part in uh, that sinking feeling, um, and uh, but yeah, to me it's like this little world up in Scotland, and uh, that's how I learned how to do a Scottish accent because uh, I watched Gregory's girl so much that I could repeat it all, and. Cool. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, I love it. And uh, um, here in, in America, they had to have subtitles on because um, they can't understand the accent, which. Um, yeah, I always heard that about train spotting that they had to have it subtitled. Yeah. Which but must have made the nightclub scene completely pointless. <laughs> but with Gregory's Girl, it's like um, their accent aren't as. Well, the way they're speaking is, isn't quite as strong as, as other Glaswegian um accents is it they're 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 quite understandable i'd say um it's they've not got really strong accents they've got accents but um but yeah i guess and the fact that they also did a version that had um soft versions of scottish accents on it so so that american people could understand a bit better as well which um you kind of you yeah you don't think that coming from the from the uk you don't think that it's going to be a problem for someone else but it is no i'm just yeah. picturing badly dubbed american yeah that would be Voices really over. weird <laughs> it just wouldn't work would it no but, no but yeah so i mean that and local hero are two of my all-time favorite films <laughs> See... and, yeah local hero because it's it's because um, I was gonna, I see. I always want to call him Gregory. Gregory's in that as well. Isn't yeah. He? And uh, I always call him Gregory. Yeah. He's so, you know Gregory. Gregory. He was in the Tesco adverts years ago. <laughs> and yeah, I saw him in a play actually in um, in Bath. We had to go and see him because Dave. Um, well, now I live in Bath with Dave. And we've been together for a long time now. But um, Dave texted me one day whilst he was out saying, "I've just seen Gregory in the street. Is he in a play in Bath?" And I said, "Yeah, he is." And and I was so jealous that you'd seen her in the street. So You're like, we went... follow him. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. So we went to, to see the play, and it was great. And Dave's not keen on plays at all, but um, I talked him into it because it was a comedy, and it was great. And he was so good. Um, it was it was um, oh god, what was it? So I kind of want to say like a PG Wodehouse type thing, something like that. Anyway. Cool. You know, but it but it was really funny, and he was great, and he was playing lots of different characters in it. Or, and he was fab. He he was so good. Um, he was always good at comedy. He used to have a sitcom on BBC One, didn't he, where he was a struggling actor. And yeah, I can't for the life called? of me think what it was called. And he was in Fraggle Rock. Was he? That. Yeah. Do you remember he was in Fraggle Rock? I I honestly didn't. Yeah, I. I <laughs> That's amazing. That. I need to rewatch Fraggle Rock now. Yeah, because um, I think um he was in the. 
I, I might be making this up now, but I, I you know, because I did have this total crush on him when I was younger. Um, I'm sure he was the a guy in the lighthouse or something like that. But I don't know. You know, I might yeah. be making it up altogether. But um, yeah, what was that sitcom that he was in? But I think I found that a little bit cringy. Maybe I don't know. But then, it was very much an early '90s sitcom. But yeah, but um. Because yeah. I think that's why I saw him in first, and then I saw Gregory's Girl. But, but I also I also remember I um I worked at the Playhouse in Nottingham. That was my first job after I um, left college and um, before I went to university. And uh, he um I wrote to him because he was in a play there just after I left, and I wrote asking for an autograph, and he never wrote back. And I was like, oh, you you get. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was like I sent a stamp to dress envelope and everything. <laughs> I was like, that's not what Gregory's like. He sent me an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the trouble. Uh, Nelson's yeah. column, that was the other thing he was in. Where was the oh. newspaper? An actor's life for me. That was it. Uh, I only um... ran for six episodes. I seem to remember it running for longer. Yeah, it's funny how your memory tricks you, isn't it? But uh. yeah. Then, yeah, I'm possibly mix it up with Nelson's column as well. Then, oh yeah, it, maybe it's that one that I was thinking of. Oh, you've but, seen um, World War Z as well. I didn't know that. In what? Sorry. World War Z, the Brad Pitt zombie film. Oh God, I didn't know that. Uh, he's a Navy SEAL commander or something. Um, I know that I read today because I was um I, I was talking the other day with a friend about um Dee Hepburn and how she's not in films anymore. But I saw that she was in a film with, um, pretty sure it was Ollie Reed or something like that. And uh, I was like, wow, um, I didn't realise that. But because I thought that she hadn't done any acting after Gregory's Girl or something. I don't know. But I'd, I've never really seen her in anything else, to be honest. But, no, I don't um, think I have. But Claire Grogan was in Comfort and Joy. Um, but. And yeah. was in Red Dwarf as well, which is probably what I oh. knew her from first. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then... definitely. Father Ted. Do you remember that episode when yeah. she was in Father Ted? But um, I've always had a, 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 a bit of a girl crush on her. And um, I, when I first moved to London, I moved to Crouch End. And people used to tell me that they saw her around there because she lived around that area. But I never saw her. Oh, um, I don't know what, what I would have... I, I think I would have said I love Gregory's girl. And, uh, <laughs> That's always that thing. I've seen very few famous people. I saw um, Neil, whatever his name is, who was in Drop the Dead Donkey in Cheltenham once. <laughs> I've got nothing to say to him. I'd just been rewatching Drop the Dead Donkey as well. And I just saw him sat on a table near me in Burger King in Cheltenham. And I was like, I should go say hello. It's like, but then what am I going to say what to what him? What am I going to say? Cause I, I he's got, just um, enjoying his food. He doesn't want some, like, some chubby 20 something say, running up I to him and going, I love you. Yeah, I saw you in something years ago, and it was great. <laughs> but I've, I've got some um, strange stories about that, because I'm in, in two minds about this, because, well, I'm in several minds about whether you should meet people or not. Mm. But um, one, because one day I was found myself stood next to Carl McLaughlin and Woody Harrelson, just by chat. I looked up, and they were stood next to me um, in the street in London. And I was like, oh, my God. 
and the night before I just watched Kingpin with Woody Harrelson yeah. in it and and I was thinking that is so weird but also I love Carl McLaughlin I love Twin Peaks and I love yeah. Blue Velvet and yeah I just think he's great but I couldn't think what to say to him so I didn't say anything and ever since That'd then be weird. That's really Dale Cooper gutted. and Woody from Cheers just together just yeah. my mind can't go there yeah and uh, and and I have to say, Woody Harrelson looked really handsome, um, but <laughs> I I just couldn't think what to say, so I didn't say anything. Whereas another time, when when I lived in um, um, sort of uh, Camden type area, I I used to bump. Well, I used to see at the bus stop, um, Pete Shelley from the Buzzcocks quite regularly. And one day I saw him, and and I oh, it was the first time I saw him, and. I said to him, oh, um, I really liked your Buzz Cunst album because <laughs> it had not long come out. And I yeah. was like, oh, thanks, great. And then after that, it was like, now what? And we were waiting at the bus stop for ages for a bus. And you just kind of stood there thinking, I feel really awkward now. And then after that, it was it became so awkward. I used to see him at the bus stop every day. And it was like, I wish I'd never spoken to him. And it got to the point where I used to walk to another bus stop just so I wouldn't have to stand <laughs> next to him. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> so it's an awkward thing. It's like, what do you say to them that they probably haven't heard a million times already? But and you don't want to just... be that one person that says it and they're all the one that makes them snap. Yeah, but, it, but also it's like that thing of like, if they're stood next to you, then what happens after? Yeah. Because he wasn't particularly chatty. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't rude or anything like that at all. But it was just like, what else do you say after you've said, I really like your album? Um, I don't know. Um, and because he wasn't very forthcoming, it was just a bit awkward. And But, like, would it have been like that if I'd spoken to Carl McLaughlin? I think I'd have asked him for an autograph and he'd have been really nice. But, you know, at the time I was just like, oh, my God, what do I say? So I didn't say anything, and I've been kicking myself ever since. I always feel um, conscious that I'd be that guy that draws attention to them. So then they're just mobbed. Yeah. In that weird way that anybody remotely famous will just get mobbed as soon as somebody gives them any little bit of attention kind of thing. Yeah. And because uh, of living in London for so long, I used to see quite a lot of famous people around. And I, I lived on Camden High Street for some years, and um, you see Bill Nye quite a lot. And I remember seeing him, and he was sat opposite me on the on the tube, and he got a newspaper, and uh, but he kept peering over his newspaper, and I was thinking, Don't, yes, I know who you are, but I'm not going to say anything. So stop, you know. It's like <laughs> you wanted me to say you're Bill Nye, aren't you? And uh, it it got to this point. It was really weird. It, years later, when I didn't even live near there, and I was dating Dave, but he lived in Bath, and he used to come to London to visit, and we'd go out to exhibitions and things. On several occasions, we saw Bill Nye, and I told Dave these stories about how I used to see him all the time. And it got to the point where we felt like he was stalking us. <laughs> and uh, um, and then, so there was one particular Saturday, and I remember we saw all on the same day, we saw Tippy Hedron in, in the BFI just by chance. And we saw Bill Nye, and we saw Mark Commode. Um, in a different place altogether and we also saw oh god what's his name um um jason statham (laughs) 
also in another place and it was in one day all, all these different people but it was the fact that we kept seeing Bill Nye around and and Dave said like oh, I think he's stalking me now you know because we just used to see him all the time um it's just bizarre I've just got this image of Bill Nye just hanging around places waiting to be like yeah, recognized wait, <laughs> waiting for someone to say you Bill Nye <laughs> I mean to be honest you've shot my lofty from EastEnders came into HMV one story right out of the water <laughs> impressive though because i really used to be into coronation street when lofty was in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah also, the guy who worked in, a... in the stock room came running downstairs and just looked at him and was like you're famous <laughs> really it's, it's like this late 40s guy just <laughs> but, yeah, lofty was just kind of yeah <laughs> but he used to be in a band with um johnny marr didn't he from the smiths i my lofty knowledge isn't that great beyond he was in eastenders so. yeah yeah, he used to be in a band, I think, with Johnny Marr from, from the Smiths. Um, yeah, that's that's the extent of my knowledge about Lofty as well. <laughs> he was no Nick Berry. So. It, it, is, it is... No, Lofty from EastEnders. Sorry, no, I'm thinking of the wrong one. I'm thinking oh, you're thinking of... Curly? Curly from yeah. Coronation Street. Yeah, Lofty from EastEnders. Oh, I'm sure I know a fact about him. I don't know what it is now. You shopped in H&B no. Gloucester once. Oh, no. I'm Only disappointed once. that you saw Lofty and not um, Curly. Yeah. See? Curly Watts. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, wrong soap. But I did used to like EastEnders when uh, Lofty was in it. <laughs> it wasn't, I don't think, was in a band with uh, Johnny Marr from The Smiths. <laughs> There's still time. Yeah, there's still time. Yeah, I don't think Morrissey's going to be doing much for a while. So. Oh, don't you know? I did a Morris book. Yes, yeah. I know. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Morrissey's so bad. I've had to cancel that book. When I say cancel, which just means that it's stuck in the hallway, not being sold. Yeah, well, I yeah. don't overly blame you. I quite liked that Back to the Future gif that was going around. The uh, no, your kids are fine, Marty. It's Morrissey. It turns out he's an arsehole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I didn't want to believe it for years. I just thought, oh, he's just an idiot. He just says the wrong thing, or he's just trying to shock people. But then it's like, no, he's a dickhead. Yeah, it's just escalated now to it's a point just... where you can't really excuse it <laughs> or ignore it. It's really dis. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like up to that point, you're just kind of like, um, oh, he's just being a bit of a cock. But no, he really is a dickhead now. A, a racist, well, let's say. But um, I I grew up on Morrissey as well as Gregory's Girl, and <laughs> you know the the Smiths meant ever such a lot to me, and um, and subsequently Morrissey as well. But um, yeah, it's uh, it it's really difficult because it's like someone's let you down, you know. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's always hard when somebody that sometimes. I mean, again, it comes back to sort of sometimes meeting people. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. find that they're nothing like you perceive them to be in your head based on the person they are on screen. You always kind of hear horror stories about him anyway. I remember reading that some journalist who was a really big fan of Morrissey and had been dying to meet him and interview him um, was really like gutted because he met him and he was such an asshole in that he said something to him and Morrissey corrected his grammar, and uh, it was just like really. You're, could you not just let it go you know yeah um, but uh, I guess 
you know, you always cut. So I always thought, like, I don't know if I'd want to meet Morrissey. Um, yeah, no. If I met him, I'd have a few words with him. I'd have yeah. chat with him. But he wouldn't take it because he's not very good at taking criticism, is he? You know, no. just be like a, a word, um, a bit of advice, you know, a cup of tea and a bit of advice and just say, you're, you're your own worst enemy. I know you think everyone's out to get you, but <laughs> you're your own worst enemy because you keep letting yourself down and giving people reasons not to like you. Basically, yeah. stop this silliness. Let's watch Gregory's yeah. Girl, and you can be a better person. Ex- well, exactly. And I think films have got a, a lot. You know, do you remember? There's like this is totally going off the subject again. But um, <laughs> do you remember a, a few years back, maybe a couple of years back? I don't know. There was a rumor that um, Macaulay Culkin had died, and um, he was looking really ill. You know, he's he was looking a bit haggard and drawn and everything a bit like yeah. he was possibly um on something let's say yeah and i remember thinking when i found out he wasn't actually dead i thought perhaps we should write this is writing to people thing again isn't there but i don't actually do it i thought perhaps i should write to him and say you know sort yourself out come around and watch um blue jean cop and have some pizza <laughs> you know that that's all it takes to cheer people up and get one straight and narrow you know just watch a, a bad movie and um, have fun and laugh and everything and try try not to let things grind you down you know and because i thought that was it's pretty terrible that there's rumors go around about somebody dying well, there was that weird state wasn't there where they were just yeah. announcing actors as dead who hadn't died and yeah but of course you could believe it it was it was like shocking but at the same time it, it wasn't unbelievable you just kind of thought oh god i could see that coming and then of course it hadn't happened yeah. <laughs> and then i was like perhaps i ought to have a word with him before he does anything <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but i didn't write to him but you know if he wants to come and watch blue jean cock in our um very cluttered flat and have some pizza he's very welcome to <laughs> 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 uh, i'm sure he's fine though Hope I'm so. sure he's fine. I'm sure he's still got all that Home Alone money somewhere. Yeah, unless he's been um, pissing it up the wall, you know. <laughs> he can dine out on Home Alone for the rest of his life if he needs to. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. He's probably set on that, just doing talks or <laughs> random videos. Yeah, and uh, wasn't he in a band as well, maybe? I think. Yeah, he was. Well. I don't, yeah. No, it definitely was at one point because there seemed to be a point where every actor seemed to be in a band. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, sort of just ending it on Gregory's Garden. Yeah. <laughs> and sort of. I lost my train of thought now because of the Morrissey. <laughs> Sorry. Put you off with Morrissey. Yeah. Yeah, but I tell you what, um, because Morrissey, because I'm not selling the Morrissey book anymore because he's too bad. I don't want people to think I'm, um, you know, um, standing by his statements. You know, no, I don't that's want it. that. Just... I don't want that. I'm not. I'm not sticking up for him. I'm not going to answer for him. But Gregory's girl, I can do a zine, and I sh- should do a zine, and then I should write to Bill Forsyth, and I'll tell you what happens <laughs> if Bill Forsyth writes back. No. And I hope he does because uh, Gregory didn't. But I should send it to him as well, shouldn't I? Yeah. I wonder if he's on Twitter. I yeah. doubt. Um, 
I doubt Bill Forsyth's on Twitter. If not, I... just keep tweeting Mark Commode. Yeah. He yeah, might be able to put do. you in touch. Yeah, he should do. Or send one into the Five Live Studios addressed to Mark Commode and get him to pass it on. Oh, good idea. Good idea. Great we idea. Can... <laughs> <laughs> Try that next time. <laughs> Come like Just the... to quote Gregory's gun. <laughs> The podcast version of some form of weird heist. <laughs> You'll probably just be terrified that I'm obsessed or something. I I don't talk about it all the time, but if ever anybody... What do you feel? I have invited I... you onto a podcast to talk yeah. about Gregory's Girl. <laughs> I know, but, but it is like any time somebody mentions Gregory's Girl, like I've seen that more than 200 times. <laughs> but I love, and... I love those movies for people, and it's always a different movie for people. Sometimes it's the big obvious ones like Star Wars, and sometimes it is my comfort movie, my seen it oh, 200 yeah. times maybe my movie yeah. that i could watch to the end and then if i'm in the right mood just re-watch watch it again it. straight away afterwards which definitely. i have done with Grey <laughs> yeah um yeah, definitely i could watch it now uh, but those, i really think those I are the movies get... that matter for me They're definitely so something something in it has obviously touched you in a way and uh and i think it is it's just it is that growing up thing you just really hit it right that I mean, I was at the right age, I guess, um, you know, found it highly amusing, everything about it highly amusing, you know, just all the, all the silliness and all the, the jokes and things. It was really right, right up my alley. It was, it was my cup of tea. And, uh, and I haven't ever grown sick of it and I can't see myself ever growing sick of it. And I think I'll just watch it till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> Not every not day. a bad way to get up. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> on your headstone, it's like, she liked Gregory's girl a lot. That, that, that's it. That, that should be it, shouldn't it? She, yeah, she liked Gregory's girl. She saw it more than 200 times, in brackets, probably more than four, five, six, I don't know how many, hundred times. Yeah. And counting. <laughs> yeah. Or well, not I, counting anymore, just because it's not too many. Who knows what the afterlife is for you? It could just be watching Gregory's girl. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. No, I'm sort of looking forward to my kids being the right age that they can relate to it because yeah. they're seven and yeah. ten at the moment. It's going to go completely over their heads yeah. and possibly isn't entirely appropriate. But... Not, not quite. But, you know, like I say, I think I was 11 when I saw it. But then, you know, at the time, video nasties were in and everything. And my parents let us watch anything. We were watching you know, Basket Case and, you know, I did because Thriller Killer and all of that sort of thing. It's that generation where you watch what your parents were watching, or you didn't watch telly. Yes, yeah, you you just we did, but I think it was mental back then in terms of it was the time when people when video players were becoming more affordable. They were still quite expensive, but they were more affordable, and um, video rentals just went crazy, and everything was available. And there's films that I saw back then that have probably disappeared until recently, where when sort of niche markets have brought things out so people like um arrow films or uh, vinegar syndrome or um whoever um uh, indicator and so on have all brought brought out these films that um that kind of disappeared for a long time and then you, you see them and you think oh god i did see that back in the day when when there were videos and it maybe had a different title or something like that you know i'm um, constantly firing tweets off to arrow films but films yeah. they can release it's like yeah. monster squad that's a perfect arrow films title why have they not released monster squad 
do just keep mentioning it every time they say any any ideas for films we should put out just keep mentioning it every time um i i've got films that i always mention and never come out (laughs) (laughs) but you know keep trying because they do put a lot out and i think it's great that um there's people out there that are kind of saving films for you know um remastering them and getting much better quality copies out there that otherwise you're watching a um, straight from video um, transfer that's probably all like wibbly wobbly and everything and the sound goes a little bit because it's from a 20th generation video that's tape. It. The tape 12 channel 4. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, always, I was always impressed with how much they cleaned up Gregor's. I mean, it's not as pristine as a new film, but yeah. given the, when it was made, the state of the negative must have been in. Yeah, yeah. But it's they can do wonders these days, can't they? And it's like I remember the first time we got a Blu-ray player and watching a Blu-ray of a, a very old film, which of course wouldn't have been made for Blu-rays, and, and watching it and feeling like like I was in the room with the people. You know, it's not quite like that, but it it just felt like that because the image was so good, and um, it, it is amazing that people have saved these films and um, made them look so fabulous for for us to to watch and. Um, yeah, save them from disintegrating in somebody's studio somewhere. That's it. I mean, to jump from video to DVD even was just amazing. Yeah. There's no, there's no green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, then with with Blu-rays and all all the special stuff that they do on those, it's it's spectacular actually, isn't it? Yeah, I love films so much, but Gregory's Girl is the number one. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> 200 times <laughs> more than that more than that stop counting at 200 <laughs> well yeah, i mean <laughs> just got a little notebook you cross it off each time <laughs> yeah yeah but, but yeah. no that's cool thank you for coming on and talking about progress i really enjoyed it I and said, you know i hope it wasn't a morrissey <laughs> no no i really enjoyed it like i say this is the stuff i love these are the films that matter to me you can hold up your citizen canes and whatnot but as you know, yeah, I love Citizen Kane too, but icons of film, but it's the yeah. ones that have that personal connection with you, yeah, yeah, it is like a real comfort film, yeah, yeah, it is. It's for me, it's the film I put on when I'm feeling ill. I've got a few sort of you know, duvet yeah, day always, kind of movies, and it's always going to bring a smile to your face, isn't it? That's it, it's just it can't help but make you feel good, and I it's mean, got that nice open ending where you can, yeah, play out the story in your head. Of how yeah. you think, what you think happened after, and yeah, very much like teen romance, I suppose. It's endless possibilities, and it? it's all the fantasy yeah, rather the than teenage the... years and everything that lies before you. Yeah, all the heartbreak, That's it. <laughs> all just the horrible ev- stuff. <laughs> just everything seems romantic when you're a teenager in love. Doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah, so long as the person will go out on a date with you. But you know, I didn't have dates whilst I was at school. I gotta say, yeah. well, I didn't really. Yeah. Uh... No, it just but sort you, of you, you seemed to end up with girls, but we never actually went out. It was just within the school we are kind of thing. Yeah, it's like we're boyfriend and girlfriend now. Okay, cool. <laughs> or like the time at school that um, this my friend Peter Chester's said to me, um, "Will you ask Louise Rennie out for me?" And I said, "Okay," and she said, "Tell him I'll go out with him if he buys me a bar of fruit and nut." So he did. <laughs> Which I thought was amazing. Uh, simpler times. <laughs> yeah, innocent days, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I'll go out with him if he buys me a bar of chocolate. 
Maybe she took a deal or something. <laughs> she got like more chocolate out of it. It's like a dragon's den deal. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Nice cool. talking to you, Stuart. Yeah. And you, I thank you for that. I'll see you at some event soon anyway. Yes, yeah, I should be milling around some, I think. Uh, I'm at Nottingham next, I think. I, I haven't booked to go this this year. Um, I don't know why, because I'm from Nottingham. Um, but <laughs> but I haven't I haven't booked to go. I went last year. Didn't do particularly well, I have to say. Um, but, you know, it was nice. Was yeah, I just really enjoyed the event. I... Yeah. I that's went... what every, everybody says it's really nicely run and everything they're lovely people um and they they have really great people there plus the um old the comic stores that have got the old issues there amazing <laughs> yeah i think Especially the 50p boxes people away last year i missed last year i went the year before yeah but i went with andy and it was more of a i was like let's go and we'll plug true believers and bring some of your stuff it was more of a ploy to try and get him out there to another market yeah because yeah. <laughs> I've been stealthily trying to get Andy out into the world. Yeah, yeah. Both of you should get out into the world more, sell more comics. Yeah. Well, what's I should say? <laughs> Andy's my pusher, and I'm his pusher. <laughs> that's it. Well, it's good you've got both got each other, then, isn't it? Well, I think that's what you need sometimes. It's... Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cause... And it's and it's good that you have your event. It's more than good that you have your event, but um, you know what I mean. It's um, because yeah. that's something else that pushes you as well, isn't it? No. Yeah, I mean, sort of. This last year, particularly, I've been pushing myself a lot more with doing the robot thing and yeah, and all that, and it's just soaking up five years of creativity across troops. Yeah. Very difficult to come away from Trude and see all that creativity in one place and not want to do something. Exactly. Even if it's just for your own amusement kind of thing, which is generally what I do. And then if other people dig it, cool. If not. Yeah. And then going to events and seeing other people's stuff, it's just so awe-inspiring, isn't it? And um, and me, I'm, I'm on Twitter quite a lot, mainly because I look at other people's stuff and I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I could draw like that. No. Yeah, well, I'm just probably be practicing more. <laughs> I'm just fascinated by what gets people creating and that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, which is partly where this film thing comes in because obviously the films you love influence you. Yeah, and like I say, I, I would do a zine about that as well. Maybe that's what you should do. Whenever you interview somebody about film, they have to do a zine about it. It'd <laughs> 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 be a good idea, you know. It would be like an offshoot. <laughs> Should do. I mean, if you do the Gregor's Girl one, I'm definitely first in line to buy it. Well, if I do the Gregor's Girl one, you will get one for free. There you go. <laughs> I can't keep having books off you for free. Yeah, you insisted yeah. on giving me the Morrissey one, and look how that turned out. Oh, yeah. oh God, yeah. No, don't wish that upon it. No. Oh, oh, no, we don't want anything terrible happening to Gregory's Girl. But I've got to say, I... whatever happens, I'm still watching it. <laughs> That's it. I can't imagine Gregory's three girls is going to be Gregory's Gregory's joined a Britain first rally. Oh no! (laughs) Oh dear! No, no, I can't see that happening somehow. No. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Oh, on that bombshell. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Talking about Gregory's girl with me. And that was episode three of And Why Not. 
I'd like to thank Rachel again for being a guest on the episode and talking about Gregor's Girl. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Um, you can find Rachel online at on Twitter as at Tiny Noggin, or lowercase, um, that's at Tiny Noggin, T-I-N-Y-N-O-G-G-I-N. Uh, or you can re- find her on WordPress at tinynoggin.wordpress.com. Um, we'll put the links in the show notes for those. Um, you can find the Nerds Who Haunt Themselves on Facebook.com. Oh, yeah, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash haunted nerds. Uh, you can find us on Podbean at hauntednerds.podbean.com uh, or on oktruebelievers.com. If you click on podcast, it will drop down all the podcasts. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter as at tokennerd if you wish to do so. Um, if you enjoyed the show and would like to leave us a review or any comments or anything, uh, we'd love to hear from them. Hear from you rather. Um, you can leave reviews on iTunes, Podbean. You can comment on there, or you can just fire us over a direct tweet. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you um, and your thoughts on Gregor's Girl. Um, we shall be back next week with episode five of Why Comics in which I shall be putting the question to the mighty Vince Hunt, he of the awesome pod fame, and Rachel's co-organiser, co-involver of the BAM comic and scene and art fair in Bath, uh, which you can find a link for in the show notes as well. Um, Thanks again for listening. Like I say, hope you enjoyed it, and see you next week. Cheers, bye. (laughs)